crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Hello, hello, everybody. It must be that time of day. I cannot hear myself. Pramod, can you hear me? You can hear me. Oh, now I can hear myself. Damn. So this soundboard has placed tricks. It must be that time of year, the Halloween time of year, the bewitching time of year. It's Halloween time. Now I can try to patch you guys in because I was do going to do my little spiel that we were so fortunate to have our, our guest host. We talked about that last night. Yes, guest, guest host. host. <laughs> Quite an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> Sridhar is with us again, and he's taking this time, he's taking the place of Sanchali, who is, she's not... We don't know what she's doing. She's not vacationing. That's oh, she's right. not vacationing. No. Hmm. She probably has to go somewhere. She's emceeing. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Where is that? Uh, at the Tagore uh, Foundation. Oh, awesome. And they're having a function this afternoon from 3 to 6, and Sanchali is supposed to be able to moderate and tolerate... Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the radio training we gave her. All the ra I know, I know, but she won't admit to it. You know what I mean? And, and she's in her home ground too, right? Uh, uh, we, we, we think so. We think so. But wait a minute. I, I have something here for our other hostess with the mostess. <laughs> with the mostess? <laughs> Did you take it? What? The tamarind bites. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now we are on the air. More tamarind bites. Without my knowing it, she, she yeah, no. Without my knowing it, she's she's. Well, I when I once I see them, I said I'm not going to forget about it. So I picked <laughs> it up quickly and took it. These are tamarind bites. That and those are for my second year celebration. You gave me tamarind bites. Second two years over. Oh Jamal yeah, Jamal. really, really. Can yeah. you believe we're in the third year of the unplugged sessions? Yeah, and classically music, uh, classically yours with Jyoti. I and then unplugged with the right, with, the, with, the, with us guys. So right. uh, I'm a complete classical music ignoramus, but I was listening to your show on the way. Amazing! Some selections of the songs were just fantastic. Thank you. See, I've been asking you, I'm begging you to listen to my program. I, I, it's I, meant for 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 people who enjoy both kinds. Yes, of music. classical. I'm lost, but at least this Rafi no, Saab songs you know, it were. It gives you some connections. Yes, that's what is important. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. it it's a joy. Anyway, talk to you later. All right. Thank you, and enjoy those tamarind bites, which, by the way, are addictive. They are. And they. Check the calories. They, they check. They, they increase your <laughs> sugar level. Something fantastic. <laughs> and you can blame it on the tamarind, right? Yeah, the tamarind. That's yeah. that's it. That's it. Well, guys, uh, since we do not have um, uh, our lovely Sanchali with us, Sanchali, if you're listening, you know I said lovely Sanchali. So I can I'm just. I'm sure uh, she's listening. I'm sure that she's she's screaming at me. What do you mean? <laughs> but it's anyway recorded. We can play it back a few times. Right, right. When she's back, right? So we have a very nice lineup, and you have the lineup that you're going to be calling up. You don't have the lineup. I oh. don't have the lineup. 
So we'll have to get uh, promoted to talk about it. But before that, I just wanted to mention that there's an artist who's coming into town. Since we're in, the, in that phase of our f uh, frame of mind, we were talking about artistry and so on. We have an artist called Ali Seti, which really confused me because Seti is a good Hindu name. And, uh, but Ali is not, and of course, he, and Seti is also a Punjabi name, Punjabi but it, name, but it right. could be, it could be from other parts of the, the country too. So Ali Aziz Seti is a Pakistani singer, songwriter, composer, and author, and he's originally from Pakistan. I believe he was born in Lahore uh, in 1984, and he will be performing at the uh, House of Blues on October the 10th. Uh, and the tickets are available at LiveNation.com. We've got it on our Facebook page. Right. And uh, we did an e-blast uh, last week. Right. And he is really talented. I didn't really know about this until I, I started looking. He's got a great voice, mm. good command of the tabla and so on. So, And he did not begin to uh, formally train in his Hispanic classical music until graduating from college. Wow. So uh, he's done really well. He was under the tutelage of Ustad Nasiruddin Sami, uh, and who is widely considered the master of both the Kuali and Kyle forms of singing, and so on and so forth. So anyway. He uh, must be naturally talented if he started that late and he has uh, <coughs> become that good. Correct. Well, so uh, House of Blues, October 10th, Ali Seti. Okay. And it's LiveNation.com to get the tickets. Sure. And uh, tickets should be fairly very... Uh, House of Blues is a nice, intimate theater. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. really worth Downtown. going to. Yeah. Right, right. They had another artist who was coming, uh, Karun Ujla, but they canceled. He canceled at the last minute, so we're not going to do that. You know. But anyway, we will have the lineup. From promote, do you have the lineup? No. I have the names that you sent me by text. Uh, the, for the lineup for today is Rajneesh. No, 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 no. There's an actual write-up. Oh. I'll bring it up if you... Yeah, yeah. why don't you do it, Pramod? Uh, okay, while he's doing that, I am going to be talking about something that, that really irks me, guys. And I guess I'm, it's early enough. It's early enough for me to do my, <laughs> my soapbox. But then I'll be real fast. You got it? Yeah. You want to give it to him sure, to, sure. to read? Or? Sure. So, from the top. From the top. Okay. We got uh, the guest lineup for today, Saturday's October 7, 2023. Mm -hmm. By where, where do I start? You start from the top. Okay, we'll be uh, having problems finding the top. Well, I, I can do it. Uh, so at 3 p.m., you were uh, listening oh. to uh, Indo American News Unplugged. And on Classically Yours with Jyoti, she played uh, popular Hindi filmy songs based on Rag Chaya Nut. And 4 to 6 p.m., we have the interviews with uh, uh, guest host Sridhar Kota for Sanchali. And here's the guest lineup for Saturday, October 7th from 4 to 6 p.m. That's the top. That's yeah. the top, okay. It's a production of... You can continue. It's a production of Indo-American News. We are on 98.7 FM, and you can also listen on the Masala Radio app, www.masalaradio.com. By Monday, hear the recorded show on podcast uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. We have four years of podcast and have had over 7,700 
500 hits. And counting. They're going up. Support the show to receive new podcasts. Select follow on our Spotify and give us a five-star rating. That will get us higher ad clicks. At 4.20 p.m., poverty and servitude are decades-old issues plaguing the Hindu minority in Pakistan that Ramesh Jaipal has been fighting against. He is now a world-renowned human rights activist and champion for Pakistan's downtrodden minorities. Jaipal founded the Hare Rama Foundation, a Pakistani Hindu NGO, in 2006 and is its president. He'll be speaking in Houston tomorrow, Sunday, October 8th, at India House at an event hosted by the Hindu American Foundation. He joins us today to tell us if things are improving for minorities in Pakistan. At 5 p.m., though born and raised in Houston, Bharat Palod and his two siblings have been immersed in Hindu culture thanks to the deep involvement of his parents, Vijay and Sushma Palod, who are stalwarts of the community. Since he was a young child, Bharat has been involved with the Hindu Heritage Youth Camps youth camp as a camper counselor and director. This year is extra special as plans have been finalized for a permanent campsite near Columbus, Texas. Bharat calls in to discuss this new development. At 5.20 p.m., this election cycle that has taken on an exciting turn with a young Indian American, Karthik Sura, throwing in his hat to run for the Texas Senate District 15, which runs around a large portion of Harris County and has a population of nearly a million. The seat is currently held by John Whitmire, who has decided to run for mayor for the city of Houston. Karthik calls us after a day of block walking to tell us what prompted him to run. Finally, to be featured on the show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. Please pick up the print edition of Indo-American News, which is available across all across town at grocery stores. Also visit our website, indoamerican-news.com, which gets 70,000 plus, 70, plus hits to track all current stories. And remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. Plus, our entire 42 years of hard copy archives are available in the Fondren Library at Rice University. That's the lineup, Jawahar, from the top. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Sridhar. That was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Now, now you, you for the news. Now you have to say something about him coming on the news. And here is Pramod with his... here is Pramod. <laughs> Wonderful. <I> almost, <laughs> with the news. <laughs> I almost feel like uh, Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, that is Bharat, and around the world. At the top of the news this morning is the rise in armed conflict. This morning, Israel declared war on Hamas after the Palestinian militant group launched a surprise attack from Gaza. Hamas forces attacked mis via missiles in the air, and there were forces on land and sea. Israeli forces were fighting to regain control and clear militants from 22 locations inside Israeli towns and villages. The militants stuck at dawn with thousands of rockets on the Jewish holiday of Simchat Torah. Hamas apparently captured some Israeli soldiers and civilians and have taken them into Gaza. At least 100 Israelis have been confirmed dead and 985 wounded. And 198 Palestinians have been killed and more than 1,600 injured, 
according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. Meanwhile, in Eastern Europe, Ukraine is recovering from a devastating missile attack on the village of Rosa on Thursday, which resulted in the death of 52 people. The attack came as residents had gathered at a cafe to honor a fallen Ukrainian soldier. On the other hand, Ukraine appears to be gaining momentum in the Black Sea with a recent series of attacks. Kremlin has been forced to pull back some of its naval vessels to safer waters, which may help loosen Russia's grip on the Crimean Peninsula. In Washington, D.C., the Senate Republicans will be meeting in a GOP conference on Tuesday for a candidate forum to select a new Speaker of the House. The two leading candidates are Steve Calise of Louisiana and Jim Jordan of Ohio. Former President Donald Trump has announced his support for Jordan, but Trump may be nominated for the post by our local congressman, Troy Nels. Trump has said that he would be willing to serve temporarily if the GOP has difficulty consolidating over a single candidate. Trump is planning to visit the Capitol on Tuesday, which would stir political passions in the aftermath of the January 6th assault on the Capitol. There have been interesting developments in the oil and gas industry. Oil major Exxon is in talks to acquire the Shell Independent Pioneer Natural Resources. This deal would be the largest takeover this year and will give Exxon a dominant position in the U.S. shale exploration. Meanwhile, Occidental Petroleum is building its first major direct-to-air capture facility outside the U.S. In a deal with the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, Oxy will jointly fund an engineering study for the direct air capture facility capable of sucking 1 million metric tons of carbon dioxide from the air annually. The captured carbon dioxide would be injected into an underground saline aquifer in Abu Dhabi. In sports news, Houston Simone Biles has captured her sixth all-around title at the World uh, champ World Gymnastics Comp Championships currently underway in Antwerp, G Belgium. And this will help the U.S. women's team clinch an unprecedented seventh consecutive world title. Cricket fans will be up, uh, up uh, just about every night to keep up with the ODI World Cup currently underway in India. This morning, Bangladesh beat Afghanistan and South Africa scored a record 428 runs to easily defeat Sri Lanka. At 3.30 a.m. tonight at Houston time, India will play its first match against Australia in Chennai. The World Series playoffs are underway in baseball this weekend. In the American League Divisional Series, the Texas Rangers have just completed their first game of the five-game series against the Baltimore Orioles earlier this afternoon. And um, I'm pleased to uh, note that Texas Rangers have won 3-2. to two, And the Houston Astros have also started. Um, the Astros are playing against the Minnesota Twins, and the game started at 3.30. And the Astros are already leading. I think it was a home run from Jose Altuve. In the National League Divisional Series, the Philadelphia Phil Phillies will play the Atlanta Braves later this evening followed by the Arizona Diamondbacks against the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
In football action, two undefeated college teams are battling it out in the Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma Sooners against the UT Longhorns. Tomorrow, the Houston Texans will play the Atlanta Falcons to see who will improve their record to 3-2. and two. That's all the news for this afternoon. More views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indoor American News talk show. You may have the I, UT score, right? Yes, my daughters were texting me. They lost a closed match in oh, the last no. 30 seconds. Oh, so oh guys, well, we got to go to the commercial okay. break. We'll be right back. 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American News Radio. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Jawahar, can I jump in? Yes. Okay. There is no news that's complete without a TV, a TT upset that happened. The okay. Indian doubles women's pair beat China number world number two ranking. Yay! And we beat them first time ever. Cool. And they beat them in the quarterfinals. And the, one of the two women's doubles players was here in Houston uh -huh. when they came for the World Table Tennis Federation, uh, the championship. Last year, yeah. La two years ago. And we are so happy. Congratulations. That Chinese number two in the world. Congratulations. That's, wonderful. That's great. Well, we got a, we, we've got a guest that's waiting on okay. the line. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Uh, I'm pleased to introduce Ramesh Jaipal. Uh, his uh, very interesting story. He was sold at the age of five to a rich Middle Eastern sheikh. Uh, Ramesh raced camels in the scorching deserts of Dubai for five years before he was rescued by the United Nations and reunited with his family. Jaipal and his family are Dalit Hindus who live in one of the poorest districts of Pakistan's predominantly Muslim Punjab province. When he was eight, Ramesh was forced to race an untrained camel in the desert. He suffered a head injury when the camels unsuccessfully tried to throw him off his back, an injury that Ramesh still suffers from today. Despite his head trauma, Jaipal was forced to work for a few more years. Jaipal was also a rickshaw driver, a motor mechanics assistant, a newspaper vendor, a shoe polisher, and a car washer, until he worked his way up the education ladder, receiving a master's degrees in political science and sociology from the Shah Abdul Latif University in Khairpur, Pakistan. In 2018, Jaipal became a fellow in the prestigious Hubert Humphrey Fellowship Program to study law and human rights at American University's College of Law. The fellowship, administered by the US Department of State, provides a 1500 to 1700 monthly stipend for study and living expenses. Ramesh Jaipal, now 39, has since risen to become a world-renowned human rights activist and champion 
for Pakistan's downtrodden minorities. Jaipal founded the Hare Ram Foundation, a Pakistani Hindu NGO in 2006, and is its president. Jaipal is currently on a nationwide tour from September 18th until November 9th, where he'll be speaking in Houston on Sunday, October 8th at India House at an event hosted by the Hindu American Foundation. Welcome, Ramesh, to our um, radio show. And uh, your story is quite amazing. Well, thank you very much. Namaste, and thank you very much. Yeah, Ramesh, uh, we really uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to do this. I know you're on a tour of the US. You, you started in September, and you, how many cities have you visited so far? Uh, I'm on September to 9th of November here in the United States, and I attended a few of the conferences and meet with the, the U.S. community here. Right, so which, which cities did you go to so far? Sorry? Which cities did you go to so far? Yeah, I will go here, you know, uh, after an hour, I will, uh, by bus, I will uh, go to the Houston, and after that, uh, the Auckland, and then uh, the California area, like Sacramento and Bay Area and Davis and the other uh, places. And after that, uh, I will go to the San Jose, and then New Mexico, the Santa Fe area, and after that, uh, the uh, Michigan, Detroit, and uh, in the last, uh, in Chicago area, after in, in the end, uh, I will fly from the uh, JFK, uh, airport, so I will be there in a New Jersey area for us two days. I, I see. So, um, this is is this your first tour of the U.S. like this, or have you been doing this before? No, I have been before uh, three times because first time in 2013 I was here as a state uh, guest with, uh, on the program of IVLP, International Visa for Leadership Program. That time I was unable to speak in uh, English, but today I'm speaking in uh, English. Toba, toba, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 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 second time I came here and again for the World Hindu Economic Forum, which is held in LA. Uh, and uh, third time I was. Uh, uh, selected on the competition is called Hubert Humphrey Fellowship Program, which is the, mm -hmm. on the name of uh, 34th Vice President of United States, Mr. H, uh, Hubert H. Humphrey. So I was learned English because my English was not, I'm not uh, able to talk in English. So State Department bring me early in UC Davis. So there I learned English in a three months. So I'm speaking in front of you. Wonderful. So now you're going to be uh, here, to, what was it, tomorrow at India House? Yes, he'll be speaking there, and it's uh, uh, sponsored by the Hindu American Foundation. Yeah, it's, a, it's an event called this Chat year, Chat yeah. and Chai. And yeah, Chat and Chai by the Hindu American Foundation. This year, the Hindu American Foundation brought me here, and uh, it's a uh, countrywide tour, like in a more than uh, six states. Okay. Tomorrow, what time is the uh, two o'clock from two, two to four? But okay. you have to be registered to go. But right okay. now, I think it may be too late to register. Okay. But but uh, the uh, I will be there tomorrow, so I'll be able to meet with Ramesh. So Ramesh. Um, you have a fantastic story here. I mean, you, you, this is, but your story is not uncommon. It's, it's a story for, that has happened to many, many other young kids. 
that aspect, yeah. the, the aspect where you actually uh, put on the, uh, and, and got an education and became so accomplished is different. That not, yeah. not everyone can do that. But mm -hmm. I bet you there's still a lot of kids, five-year-old kids that are being sold to the Middle East shakes, right? Yeah. Can you give us some idea as to the number of people you think that's going through this kind of situations in, to the best of your knowledge, Ramesh? In uh, in Middle East? No, yes. no, from Pakistan, the, the yeah. Hindu community. What, can you give us a little bit overview of how many, what percentage of uh, Hindus exist and what kind of situation? Okay. Just give us a little overview. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, according to the Election Commission of Pakistan, we are 1.7 million bots of Hindu community are existing there in Pakistan. And the data showing that uh, the Pakistan Hindu, Hindu population is uh, over the 4 million. But uh, recently, we had another census uh, in, in 2020-23 that's showing that we are more than a 6 million in, in Pakistan. The Hindu population has more than a six, uh, 6 million in Pakistan. As you know that Pakistan is suffering from the economic conditions, so same situation by uh, facing by the Hindu community of Pakistan as well. And more than a 98% Hindu Hindus in Pakistan under the poverty line, below the poverty line, so they are uh, also facing the challenging, which is uh, the whole other country like uh, the Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and different other in Sri Lanka and Bangladesh is going now is a better, but we are still going uh, bottom of the line. So, so during is, during good economic times, were they uh, getting jobs, or it's been the same whether the economy is good or bad? In in Pakistan, yeah. For the no, Hindus. It's, uh, now the economy is uh, not uh, uh, before. If I, when I was uh, on the, uh, my way to the United States on the last month, uh, that time the economy was a uh, little bit is going down. Uh, so, for example, that time the dollar was the, two, uh, the 320 rupees equal to one dollar. But now is increasing, and the economy of Pakistan is going a little bit stable because uh, from the last one month the economy is going to stable. That now is the 280 dollars for the 280. So I think that if, I hope and I believe that it will be go good for the our nation. Uh, is it primarily because of the IMF loan that was given to Pakistan, so the economy is improving? Yeah, maybe it happened, but. Uh, uh, actually, the thing is that the uh, uh, the mm -hmm. ordinary person, the simple person, or the uh, the person, they don't know about this uh, thing that I am a right. this. Yeah. Or they are thinking that what uh, we will be earn and uh, how we take the uh, things like in a grocery. Like there is a before that, if I uh, I share with you that uh, in a few months ago that the grocery, uh, for example, the oil and cooking oil was the uh, 530 now is a uh, 450 so it is going to decrease so it will be helpful for the community so, so Ramesh, uh, Ramesh tell me something let's uh, let's focus in on the the the, the poor people and the in the poor hindus really so mm -hmm. you are uh, a from the punjab province but yes. is the predominant the the most more of the Hindu, the Hindus they live in the Sindh or is it in the Punjab or all over the place? 
Yeah, well, prominent, the dominant population of the, the Hindus is uh, mostly they living in the Sindh province. Mm-hmm. More than uh, five million, around the five billion, they are living in in Sindh house, and mostly are the you know upper Sindh side, like in um, Karachi too. Sialkot. Uh, Oh, in a in a south side and uh-huh. uh, in the south side, uh-huh. so there is a you know if Tarparka, Hyderabad or like this near Prakash region, there is right. a, uh, the Hindu population is uh, much than the in the in the in the center. But my city, uh, my city name is Rahimiyar Khan, and Rahimiyar Khan is the center of the Karachi and as well Lahore and the last districts of Punjab, Pakistan. Right. So so are there a lot of. Uh, Indi- uh, Hindus there who are in below the poverty line who are just making ends meet or are there some rich Hindus too uh, uh, give us a little description yeah so there uh, there is an, uh, more than because uh, there is in uh, Pakistan according to the uh, the policy of Pakistan there is a two uh, kind of Hindu Hindus they are defined in two parts it's one called is the Hindus and second called is the scheduled caste so the scheduled caste community are more than 98% and the hindus they we call upper caste hindus they are around 2% so the uh, there is if you said that in a, in a upper there is a 97% are the below the poverty they are the poor hindu poorest of the poor but the 3% is is surviving good so what's the difference why they are both hindus what's the scheduled caste versus the upper caste scheduled caste according i like in india there is they call dalit so same in a scheduled caste in dalit in in, in, in the scheduled caste uh, in uh, india they call dalit and uh, you know, after the 1957 13th november 1957 one of the presidential order that uh, they declare that the 41 caste belong from the hindu community is the bhil koli meghwar jogi sansi bar kachi bavri some like of this sub caste of hindus they declared as a scheduled caste Uh, so the same difference as in India, but it's yeah. right, similar. So, but uh, Ramesh, uh, you know, uh, compared to the general Muslim population, are Hindus in um, Pakistan suffering more or less, according to you? Economically and and otherwise politically and so on and so forth, right? Economically, primarily. If I if I go to the politically, so it is the uh, the Pakistani Hindu and all uh, not a Hindu. The overall minority is also suffering. Uh, suffering because thing is that from the last of 75 years there is a no increase the minority representation in the national assembly as well in the provincial core provincial assembly so okay. and then other thing uh, the minority community don't have a rights to choose their own representative it is on depend on the political parties so political parties uh, uh, not elect they select x y mr x y z as a representative of the minority community it mm. is not so you don't have a, a yeah so yeah, when it, when you not choose to write the vote through the vote so mm-hmm. it is uh, it is not good that if uh, uh, the uh, i am ramesh jepal i am unable to elect my own representative then how can he know about my issues Well when you talk about minorities you're talking about yes. minorities as defined by religious lines so yes. because there are very few christians very few uh, sikhs and yeah. very few zoroastrians uh, also is a, there is a sikh christian buddhist parsi and different other communities right so but they're very they're, their percentages are even less than the the hindu percentage right yes but thing is that there is that the hindu are dividing in pakistan in a two part one is the hindu and second the scheduled caste so the minority the christian community minority of uh, the christian minority become uh, uh, the highest minority 
How many uh, how many Christians are there? Right. Interesting. Yeah. It's overall, we are the four, around the 6%. So this, the Christian community less than 3%, but we are in a four, uh, 3%. Hindus are 3% and less than 3% are Christian, and the uh, half percent is the other minority, like in a Sikh. And Sikh is uh, not mm-hmm. a less than 10, uh, more than 10,000. And uh, the, there is another, uh, uh, sorry, Buddhist and different other, uh, the, is also uh, less. So, uh, so, so Ramesh, uh, I'm going to yeah. switch to a different subject altogether here. And, and the subject is, uh, you're here now, a, a couple of questions. One, are you still a Pakistani citizen? And with all the efforts you're doing, are you mm-hmm. getting resistance from the government? Are you getting support from the government? What is your general feeling of how things are going for you? No, I'm, suppo- uh, I'm getting support from the government. Right. So when you say that, you're talking about the organization that you've set up called the Hare Rama Foundation. Everything is, yeah, Hare Rama Foundation is the registered with the government of Pakistan and as well the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And uh, if your organization is uh, registered with the government of Pakistan on a provincial level, national level, and also after that in the, with the Ministry of Economic Affairs, then you are able to get funds from international uh, organization or oh, a donor. Well, that's a good um, uh, political, yeah. uh, helpful so this is the, situation. This is, and, and the thing is that it is the only organization uh, of the Hindu community who are able to get funds from international. So oh, what okay. is your biggest, uh, the, your primary objective now that the government is supporting your initiative as an organization? Because we are, uh, we are doing for the school, for the education. Uh, currently, we are, uh, uh, our donor is Seva USA. And uh, they are providing support as for the school, like we are running uh, 37 schools in Pakistan, which is, uh, there is more than 3,000 students uh, studying there. So uh, one school is uh, expensive is $100. So in $100, the one school is running in in Pakistan. So uh, uh, we provide everything like in a bag, school bag, stationery and notebooks and books and everything. And the and other thing is because, as you know, Pakistan is economically is going down. So we are providing the, uh, there's the employment rate is going, unemployment rate is going up. So we are trying to teach uh, the skill the, uh, to the youth uh, through the like, in a, in a girls, in a woman, right. like right. in a syndicate making, lady so, chilling, so. and the beautician, hina course, and a few others. And for the youth, advice for uh, like, okay. you know, while repairing so. and uh, computer courses and uh, so, the car driving uh, like a taxi driver, and they are able to work oh, in the Middle East. And okay, let, let me ask just one more question before we go to a break, I guess. is uh, We hear a lot of different stories, and whatever we hear in the media sometimes is real, not real. What is the overall safety for the Hindus in Pakistan, in your opinion, today? Yeah, it's a tough question. <laughs> Even as a Hindu, it uh, we have faced uh, challenges in Pakistan as well, mm-hmm. and uh, and the other community are also facing the challenges in Pakistan. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly, uh, Ramesh. And when we come back, we'll have a few more minutes with you, uh, and we want to explore what uh, you want to do by by being here in Houston what your efforts are to try to get some support, support for yourself. Yeah. And, and we'll talk more about your Hare Rama Foundation, the kind of work that they do. Uh, so, uh, folks, we're talking to Ramesh Jaipal. He's uh, a human rights activist from Pakistan as a Hindu, as you can tell right now by his name. And he's very, uh, his story is remarkable, but uh, we want to explore more of it when we come back. This is Indo-American News Radio. 
do not go away. We'll be back very shortly. Promote and we um, have a. Uh, some people have asked about the event tomorrow. It starts from two to four at India House. It's it's organized by the Hindu American Foundation, and you have to register. If you go online, you might be able to register, because. Do you go to the HF site? Yes, I believe you can. So. Okay. Uh, or is it India House? No, no, the HF site because I actually got a a, a flyer from HF. Okay. But the the. Can you give the website? If you I'll, have it, I'll have to find it. I'm in between my <laughs> my <laughs> other duties, so I, I'm looking for a dory. Right. Okay, okay. we'll announce it later. But it's 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 a catchy event thing. It's called chat and chai. So it's going to be some discussion by Ramesh, and then followed by a question and answer period. So uh, it should be a really very revealing event. So, so it is HinduAmerican.org. So folks, we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is American news. Indo-American News Radio. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. वो कुछ कहती नहीं पर ये भी एक भाषा है. हीरे की चमक हर नारे की अभिलाषा है हाँ तुम कीमती हो ये सुनने की आशा है तभी तो हर हीरे को महाराजा जूलर्स ने प्यार से तराशा है हम हीरों से रिश्ते बनाते हैं क्योंकि आपके रिश्ते की कीमत हम जानते हैं महाराजा डायमंड्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट 713-784-5673 महाराजा ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanjali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better every Saturday. Listen to Masala Radio, three to six p.m. Indo-American News. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Ramesh Jaipal, who's going to be at the India House uh, event tomorrow between two and four, and he will be talking about the condition of the minorities and especially the Hindu minorities in Pakistan. So good to have you still with us, Ramesh. Um, did you have a question? Yes, I did. Yes, go ahead. So, uh, Ramesh, you started this organization in 2006. Mm-hmm. You were probably yes. 22 years old, right, or 23, because you're 39 now. Uh, at mm. that, prior to that, you went through a lot. It looks like. Mm. How how has it been? How many members do you have now? It's 17 years in making. Oh, thank you very much. It's a good question, and for and again, I'm thankful to HF Hindu American Foundation. They bring me here. Uh, Harirama Foundation is a now is a we are working in with the volunteer bases in more than 32 districts of Pakistan, and uh, official staff is uh, more than nine people, and uh, now is our more than uh, 37 schools and like this. Uh, in the 37 schools, so there is also including in a staff of uh, uh, Harirama Foundation, 
So his uh, volunteer number is uh, more than 300 uh, across the Pakistan. I, I see. And you are, uh, all the schools in the districts that they're at, they teach young kids uh, free of charge, I guess, that they're helping them to, to, to get an education so they can do better in life? Yeah. Yeah, this is the, the motto is that because I I was passed my classes by jumped classes on a, like in the first grade and then is a third grade, then fifth grade, and then seventh, eighth, and then tenth grade. So I faced a lot of hurdle like in you know, a shoe polisher and different other things as you mentioned before. So uh, so I never want that the other my community kids uh, kids like it's not a um, it's Hindu they are a Christian or the, some of other community people. Uh, I never want to. They feel the hurdles in education, and they left the education. They are unable to get uh, go to school. So I try, my team try, our organization is trying to educate the my community uh, as a, like in a Pakistani community as we can. Uh, tell me, Ramesh, what is day-to-day -day life for a Hindu in Pakistan? Is there a, uh, a discrimination um, that is continuous, or is it? Uh, uh, below the surface. Yeah, it's going. The discrimination is also happening in Pakistan and uh, with the community as well, and uh, by the landlord. But uh, it is not uh, by the law; it's by the community. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's uh, informal under the surface. Yeah. So, what what do you expect to do uh, and accomplish on your trip here in Houston, Ramesh? Uh, I want to sensitize uh, uh, the community, and uh, I want to increase the number of school in Pakistan that uh, I uh, we reach the more uh, student and uh, educate the more student, the family, because the economic condition of the Hindu community as well the other minority community is not good. So we're trying to educate them. Actually, the drop off the, from the school due to the economic condition uh, is going up day by day. So we want to educate the, our community uh, kids, and also the unemployment is also going high okay. in, in Pakistan. So we try to, through the skill development program, SEVA skill development program, to educate the community. So this year we are able to educate more than four, uh, 349 families. And also the, uh, I, I live in, in a desert area of Rahim Yar Khan is a, is a desert area. So there is a Cholistan, like in a desert, Cholistan desert and the, and the other districts. So the way this year we installed more than 112 hand, water hand pumps uh, with the support of SEVA in different areas in the three districts. Yeah. So we try to hear that uh, if we uh, get support more, uh, morally support with the financial support and that uh, in connecting with the people like you people, thank you very much for the Houston radio. They give me opportunity that I I can I'm able to speak in the on a broader level in a Houston community. So, so uh, Ramesh, a, uh, I sorry to interrupt. I have a question. How has been the support from the Indian government on your efforts? Do you get any support from the local uh, or from the Indian authorities, Indian government? No need to. Uh, so no, 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 no. We are not. So it's an NGO that gets support through donations. Yeah, we are just. Uh, Right. Uh, so, the support from only international NGOs. Ramesh, I've been, I'm, I'm curious. When in these schools, when you say the Hindus, Hindu means a certain amount of religious uh, teaching, a certain amount of familiarity with the culture, the the, the events, and the language. Do you teach mm -hmm. them Sindhi, or do you teach them Hindi, or do you teach them Urdu? No, we teach or? them only Urdu. Only our teach. Actually, our school is located those areas where is no school around five to 
six miles. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a no school for the. There is a community. There is a community is living like they are a Hindu, they are a Christian, they are a Muslim, they are another community. So uh, if there is a no school in a six to seven kilometer of the radius. So we open the school in the, in the middle of the of the, the all villages. So students came there and they're studying there. So right, we are trying to right but are they learning Hindi script? No, 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 learning Urdu and also it is only government official uh, syllabus curriculum. Okay, so there's no religious teaching? No, 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 no. There's no religious teaching. There's, we are trying to teach them. Is able to, even they are able to, uh, uh, we are trying to educate them. So, so it's a case like we have here, where we're trying to teach our kids the Hindu culture yeah. through the medium of English. You're doing this through the medium of Urdu, Urdu. and then yeah. you you expect them to learn the religious uh, parts of it through the temples. Yeah, we are expecting that, but the thing is that we are try, teaching them in a six to eight, first grade to eighth grade, and after that we uh, we enroll them to in the nearest uh, the big school, like in a government school. I see. Uh, we enroll to uh, to her or him to in the government school. How much money do you need to open up one school? It's uh, approximately cost for uh, one school around the hundred plus student is uh, one month is in a hundred dollars. One oh, that's quite inexpensive. Right, hundred dollar in a month, hundred dollar with the uh, with everything is including like in a salary of teacher and our our teacher is also student. So does that include? Does that include? They are students of university. They are students of colleges. The school, uh, our school, is open on the evening basis, like three to seven, in a four hour. So it's not a regular class during no. the. It is a, because this is a four hour school in a four. Uh, there is a in a village time because the students, if there is a lot of students, they are unable to afford their university fees. So we uh, catch them, and they are uh, first time they go to the university and colleges, and after in the second time they're teaching the students. So the students are actually college students. The, the teachers are yes, college, college students. students, and it's three to seven. And so this does this. Uh, the school doesn't offer any meals, do they? Free meals, no, free roti, roti we pani. We are able to provide the meal or like this because. Uh, if we are providing in a hundred dollars, there is a bag, there is a stationery, there is everything, then water and mm, like uh, mm, and everything we are providing, so it is uh, not good. But it is uh, sufficient that uh, even the the people are a community are uh, able to uh, educate their kids. Hold on, hold on. I need to turn your mic on, Jyoti. Oh, okay. Okay. Jo- no, I was. Uh, this is Jyoti, and I'm also on the in the program uh, talking, uh, Ramesh. Uh, thank you so much for giving us this information. But yeah, uh, you were talking about food. I don't think many schools in India offer food at such. Right, you but bring but, food but from home. But from between and three this and is seven, four hours. three and seven in the evening, I guess it's not m- right. meal time. But it's yeah. four, yeah, seven o'clock it's in, in, in India and Pakistan. But we are, uh, uh, this is another thing that we are offering them uh, that we are providing the uh, games item like right. a bat ball, like a badminton, like for a girl, for a ludo, and right. uh, other uh, other uh, other games and. Uh, Recently, we had a in a our in out of 37, seven, in a 70 school, we offered the kabaddi tournament match with the different oh. school. So, like this kind of activity, we are also doing in for the school right. and also exposure visit of the student, like in a park, like in a temple, like in a historical place. 
So in all school, we are every year we done, and also organize the teacher uh, training that they are able more capable to teach them in a in a in a and better way. Right, right. No, so I think it's a it's quite quite uh, splendid that you are doing all this work. Well, uh, Ramesh yeah. ji, thank you so much for joining us. We, uh, we're going to have to wrap up because we we have to start up with our next thank guest. Thank you very much. But but I thank just wanted to much. wrap up for everyone else while you're still on the phone with us that Ramesh Jaipal is the president of the Hare Rama Foundation, which is an NGO in Pakistan that's serving the Hindu minority in, in, in Pakistan. And mostly the, what we've learned is that the, the, most of the, the 98 percent of the minority lives in, in Sindh and are uh, the Hindu minority, out of which 98 percent are uh, scheduled castes, Dalits, and then uh, the his organization, the Hare Rama Foundation, has nine people who are volunteers. They support 37 schools. They want to increase the schools by three to seven more in number. And the cost of each school is $100. Is it $100 a month, did you say, per yes. student? Yes, $100 yes. a month. Per, per one school, $100 a month. Right, and that uh, these schools are open from 3 to 7 in the afternoon. And now you can learn more about all this stuff by actually going to the HAF, Hindu American Foundation event, which is tomorrow at India House from 2 to 4. And uh, you'll be able to have a little chat and chai with Ramesh ji and then learn more about uh, the program. Uh, Jyoti, do you have something? Yeah, I did want to ask if someone wants to contribute or not, and are not able to go tomorrow for the meeting, how should they do it? Ramesh ji? Yeah, they can send the, uh, for the school support to the SEVA and write the, in a, to check for the SEVA USA okay. and uh, write uh, on the purpose is uh, SEVA for Pakistan. Right, because $100 is very doable uh, and uh, I think that would be quite something. Yes. So. Right, so th what I neglected to mention is that SEVA USA has been su supporting uh, the Hare sure. Rama Foundation. Uh, Ramesh ji, thank you so much for joining us. We really wish you a lot of luck and thank you for all your efforts for the, the sake of the minorities there. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Best wishes. Thank you. Yes, take care. <coughs> very inspiring. Yeah. Can I give you the Astros quote? Uh, that's even more inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is. It's bottom of the fourth and the Astros are le leading three to zero. Verlander is pitching a shutout so far. And then uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez, he scored a two-run home run uh, after Altuve scored so one home run. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, it's yep. still early. Yes. Halfway there. No right. match is won until the last ball is done. Right. That's true. As a sports person. <laughs> Absolutely. So we, we look forward to good news from them. Yes. This was a surprise. They actually won the, the division. Yes. And so um, after all the bad press in the beginning, it was like, uh, you know, can they do beginning it? Beginning of the year, yeah, they were not doing too well. And even then, you know, at home they have a losing record. Can you believe that? Yeah, th they do at home, but they're, what is it? They're, they're, this is the fourth straight year they're going to the American League Division. No, it's uh, more than that. Uh, no, under six. Four straight years. Yeah. I think they've done it six times, but the four, four in, in a row. row. Now, I do want to mention something else that kind of, this is uh, part of my, uh, before we go on to the next, uh, to the next guest, uh, who is, by the way, uh, going to be um, none other than Bharat Palod. 
Yeah. And, 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 but no, 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 we, we've got some time before we go there. We've got five minutes. In five minutes, I can do a lot of damage on something, something like yeah. this. Go for it, Joe. Okay, so what I'm really fuming about is the Houston to Dallas bullet train. That train is being, it's a high-speed rail from Houston to Dallas, and it may be derailed again oh. by two Texas representatives who want to stop <laughs> the, uh, the project from speeding along. A few years, weeks ago, Amtrak and Texas Central Railroad announced its collaboration to build a high-speed rail from Houston to Dallas. Uh, Congressman Jake Elzey, a Republican, and, Repu and Congressman Rep, uh, I'm sorry, Congressman Michael McCall from uh, Austin, uh, also a Republican, are asking the Department of Transportation to deny federal funding for the project According to the Amtrak, the proposed 240 miles with a travel speed of 90 minutes from Houston to Dallas in 90 minutes, which is about twice the amount of time it takes to take to a go plane. To the airport, just to go to the airport and from airport. Right, home is right. 90 minutes. Cutting the usual three to four hours between the two cities by car. LZ and McCall sent a letter to the Federal um, Railroad Commission, and here's here's what they said. It is amazing to me. We are so far behind the rest of the world in, in the high-speed transportation. And these two Yahoo Republican re, uh, representatives said this is, this is uh, they are, it will be exclusively run by a type of train manufactured only in Japo Japan using unique track that is incompatible with any other existing system in the United States. At its core, the project is intended to take land from American citizens, put it under the control of a Japanese company, which itself subsidizes using money from U.S. taxpayers. I was going to say something that I should. <laughs> 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 hold, Not radio hold your right. yeah, This is for, radio talk. Forget, forget, forget <laughs> all the other stuff. How many times are they going to take the train from one track to another track? So it doesn't matter what kind of track you got. And secondly, you, 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 you kind of thick-headed Republican congressman, do you not realize that the, uh, the U.S. is so far behind the rest of the world? Even China has more high-speed rail connections. Even India, India is, is building there. one. Yes. And here we are still piddling around in the, th in the 1960s. Well, so does that derail the project, for lack of a better word, derail right. the rail they, project? They are trying to derail it by, by making sure that they don't get funding. And so, uh, paradoxically, in, in 2022, the Texas Supreme Court ruled Texas Central had the right of eminent domain for the project, so they could take over some stuff. But uh, Elsie, this guy, uh, uh, I'm almost out of time, but uh, Jake Elsie, he represents uh, an area from just south of Dallas to uh, Navarro, which is just around Madisonville, around that area, mm. uh, Corsicana, Central Texas, and... Um, and Michael McCall uh, represents uh, a district from Houston to Austin. But it's it just amazing uh, to me that we have these two guys living in the, in the 18th century thinking so are, about are stuff. they saying that it should be run by the They probably US? want to take horses. Yes. Uh, that, ride uh, horses to Austin. Uh, and and horse Southwest Airlines is probably pushing them, supporting them big, yeah. big time because Southwest was going to lose business left and right if this happens. <clears throat> ah, so that is the lobby behind it, possibly. Pro probably, probably. Okay. So, guys, you heard this first. And by the way, one other thing, just before I let you go, prop, we have propositions on, on our radar in November. I would vote against Proposition 10, which is, against, which is to uh, give a property tax relief to medical uh, 
companies operating the medical, Texas Medical Center. It will cost you up to $60 million in two years if, from your own pocket to have to support the difference that's going to be made. And Proposition A, which is a Houston proposition, to give $2.4 billion to the, the hospital district to build a brand new hospital where the LBJ hospital is right now. The mm. LBJ hospital is suffering for lack of maintenance. The money should go to the maintenance people, not to a new building. So that's my spiel, and I stand by it. <laughs> well, transportation is, it's a, it's a big, big, big problem, I think. Right. And we are, this is Indo-American News Radio. We will be going to our next guest who should be calling in. He hasn't called in, so I need to be calling in. <laughs> so don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Amerijuve announces October specials. Revamp your look. Stop thinking razor. Start thinking laser. Full body laser hair removal with unlimited treatments for one year. $2,100 with lifetime warranty. Microneedling, three for $750. Lip fillers, $500. Valid until October 31st. Call Amerijuve, 713-960-6262. Or visit Amerijuve.com. Amerijuve, look good, feel good. If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio. In the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today. IndoAmericanNews at Yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 90. 8.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 PM with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. All right, all right. We are ready for our next guest, Bharat Palod. Bharat Palod grew up in Houston and graduated from the University of Texas at Austin in 2012. He currently works at Starpipe Products and Operations. He lives in Montrose with his wife Sheba and two sons Veer and Shiven. Bharat has been involved with the Hindu Heritage Youth Camp for over 25 years as a camp counselor and director. 
He continues to help oversee the camp today. Welcome, Bharat, to the program. And I'm a proud long on dad as well. So, Bharat, you are you there? You're on. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, we can. Awesome. All right, good. Good to have you with us, Bharat. Did you hear all that enormous introduction that we gave? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Thanks. Yeah, I get, you gave all the details. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But I know that you've got little kids sitting around you right now. Hopefully, they won't bother you for the next twenty minutes. But because we are, we have inquiring minds. We want to know more and more about the Texas Hindu campsite. Just a little background, folks. The Hindu Heritage Youth Camp is has been around for twenty six, no, thirty nine years. Something. Thirty nine like years 39 is years. what they said in the program. Out of which twenty six years in in straight. Bharat's mom has been feeding all the camp goers over there. She did this on a purely volunteer basis and through the love of her, of, of, of kids and so on, and for the program. So, you know, Shushma Palod is amazing, and her food is amazing, and really we appreciate her. Um, meanwhile, um, Bharat's dad and a lot of other elderly uh, elders, community elders, although I think Vijay Ji will probably be smiling if I call him a village <laughs> <An> elder. elder. <laughs> but, but they have been pushing really hard. They had an idea about how to integrate uh, the, the kids into uh, a semblance of in Hindu culture. And because they were more interested in these kind of activities that can also I inject religious uh, teaching as well as culture rather than just going to temples, which is sometimes a hit or miss kind and, of proposition. And with the younger generation, right? That's not the environment where they can absorb everything we tell them. When they go to the camp, they meet fellow kids along with some kind of just initiating into the, pro the traditions and all that. I think they'll be more open to learn right. things in their own environment, isn't it? Yeah, big thing is um, that the people that are learning from at these camps are also like second generation mm -hmm. um, people kids you know they grew up in the u.s so they um they just connect immediately more um a lot of times with these counselors the temples um you know they're, they're great but i think a big part that's missing is that you know a lot of times it's somebody who's grew up in india um and may not have that connection that one-to-one -one connection that you know a lot of they can't relate to their own the parents generation. half the time come on leave alone go to the <laughs> temple and connecting right <laughs> yeah yeah you're right and with but, all but, fairness but now you're second generation Right, right. So how how did this work for you? How did the um how did the this the right? cultural assimilation, the Hindu culture, Indian culture assimilation work for you? You you were you come from a very traditional household and I'm sure there's a lot of other people who have the same kind of experience. Right. But but did you think that the camps solidified all this for you? Yeah, it a big time, you know, I grew up um there are hardly any Hindu kids um, where I went to school. You know, I, I grew up in Ailes. Um There were more rarely, more um, Cambodians and Chinese at that point, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, even those guys are kind of gone by the time I was I was there. So it was. You know, most of the Indian people had gotten some money and moved over to Sugarland. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. But um, we, uh, yeah. So it was like so kind of basically a hidden part of my identity. Um, in that sense, because it was like, you know, you just didn't have any other friends or people who could connect um, with you on Hinduism, except when you went to the temple or, you know, when you met with family, friends, but that wasn't really focused on religion. You were usually, you know, doing other things. So camp was a place where 
I was surrounded by like a hundred kids who were also Hindu like me, where we were learning about a religion, we were engaging in it, and we were being taught this from kids similar to us. So it was it was definitely a huge part of like so, uh, my understanding. And the thing is with um, camp, they we teach you know many different elements of Hinduism, and the whole thing is not you know, hey, look, we have five days and, you know, you spend three to four hours just focused on education. You do other things like, you know, mantras and stuff, but you only have three hours a day to focus on education. But in those three hours, what our goal is, is to teach people, is to inspire these kids to be um, connected to Hinduism in a way that will get them to go home and learn on their own. And so that was a big part of it because I just learned like all these different aspects of Hinduism. And I learned that it's, it's kind of like an ocean. Right. Yeah, yeah. That sense. So that that was a huge thing for me because you know, um I it allowed me to connect way more to the spiritual side of the religion and made me go on my own and learn that spiritual aspect whereas from my parents and from, you know, Diwali functions and whatnot, I wasn't really learning the spiritual aspect. I was just learning, you know, kind of the more um uh, not material aspect, but more of the uh, you know, community and social aspect. Josie, has got a question for you. Yeah, um uh, hi. Uh, what age group are we talking about here? So camp right now, we teach basically from 8 to 17, or 7 to 17. Okay. So from second to third grade all the way up to um, the senior year of high school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're talking spirituality. I don't know if uh, at that age I could relate to that. So how do you kind of uh, well, I, let me Maybe that was a lack of a better word to use. That. Yeah. Right, right. So no, I'm, I'm just asking how do you encourage mm-hmm. it? That's what I was Like, talking. I think they teach uh, Surya Namaskar. And no, mantras. To the ma- yeah. Yeah, yeah. The m- so Bharat, I'm, uh, my really? kids are just graduating from college. And okay. I'm, I'm not a very religious person myself. And uh, going to the camp. Maybe we're going to send you to camp. (laughs) (laughs) We can try. (laughs) At 61, it ain't going to be working that well. (laughs) Uh, So, Bharat, the kids, when when my kids went to Coulter Elementary, right, Uh, they were even, they felt embarrassed to show the food, the Indian food that they were eating and the smell and the garlic and all that, and they would not take Indian food, right? Now in high school and with Bollywood and everything, India is getting a different view from the second gen. They are more open to everything. Right. What is it? Give me an example of something in the camp that you learned that you didn't otherwise learn from your parents or from school. And could I tag on to that? Because yeah. it was kind of what I was going to ask you. What is a typical day for a kid yeah. who's there? I mean, they start off by doing Surya Nam- Namaskars. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, maybe it's something else. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, um, you know, that, that lunch thing, it connects with me. I, I grew up, I would always keep my lunch in my backpack. So when I go to lunch, mm-hmm. I remember taking yeah. my food out of my backpack directly and putting it in my mouth. So no mm-hmm. one knew what I was eating ever. They just knew I was eating something. Right, <laughs> right. Um, so I, I definitely have that memory. Um, so on the typical day... Um, wake up we do um shaka in the morning um, so, if you guys are familiar with shaka no, i'm not um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah like can you describe what, what that is yeah. shaka is something that's yeah. done in um sung right in the yeah. sung parivar so it's right. um we basically do um yoga um okay yoga exercise and then we do um indian games mm-hmm. Um, and then we end that usually with the bodhic. We don't do the bodhic part because uh, we do that separate. And bodhic is just like education. But what we do is we do um, yoga basically in the morning. Then we play like a lot of Indian games like ko. Mm-hmm. And then after yeah. that, um, of course, you 
shower, breakfast, all that stuff. Then through the late morning, through the early afternoon, we do education sessions, mm-hmm. which is like there's three of them. Now, each of these education sessions are taught by counselors who are in college, and they kind of have a free will to kind of figure out whatever they want to teach. So there's no, you know, program. It's just kind of open to the person to figure out what they want to teach and then going ahead and teaching that. And so, you know, you have kind of a wide spectrum of things that can be taught, um, whether it's something simple and straightforward like, um, what's it called, Uh, you know, temple architecture. Or um, one thing that really connected to me when I was younger was like somebody did an education on the matrix and how the matrix because the Matrix was big at that time, and the Matrix is so tied to Hinduism. And to me, that was really cool because, you know, what you see in theaters is stuff like Indiana Jones. Yeah. But to see that a movie like The Matrix, which had, you know, like kind of a deep philosophical aspect to it, was also um, tied to Hinduism. So, right. was kind of so, very inspiring so, to me. And actually that year, the T-shirts were themed around The Matrix. So, so Barak, I'm, I'm going to jump and in like, and ask a, a question as we move away from it, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. my kids learned a lot from us when we debated some of the topics related to Hinduism and some of the practices. Do you all get into any kind of debates with moderation moderators there to help you yeah. learn as a community, right, with, the, with peer groups? There's always going to be questions. Yeah, definitely. We do that in um, high school, in, in middle school, elementary, because they're usually you can't get too many kids who want to get, engage in discussion and debate, but in high school we do that a lot. And a lot of these kids, yeah, they really want to be in a place where they can discuss and debate on um, religion. And, yeah, we do that on a philosophical perspective. You know, there's many stories in the Ramayana and the Mahabharata where it's like, you know, Arjun was tied in what was the right thing to do, right? And why did he make that decision and what would you have done? And kind of ultimately, though, these discussions are meant to end at the same point. Mm-hmm. Right, so they are controlled in the sense that the council usually knows that okay, we're going to debate, but the council knows that that debate is kind of oh, absolutely. Well, so, so I know that when I went to the the function last Sunday at the Texas Hindu campsite function, which was a fundraiser and gala, which is very well attended, seven hundred twenty-five people. In fact, you should pick up a copy of our paper because we have a r- great story on this. Uh, but uh, they raised almost. Um, half a million dollars, but they still are short. They still need more in order for the to meet the $5.6 billion million budget. Uh, so uh, what I wanted to ask was, what I, well, what I learned there was that there was a waiting list of people, kids coming in, 600 applicants oh, every, yeah. every year, and only 200 can make it. So now by doing um, uh, this, uh, by having this campsite, did you see the same kids come back year after year, like the 70-year-old came in as an 8-year-old next year and a 9-year-old and so on and so forth? Yeah, we've had kids who've kind of grown up to camp, myself included, 7 to 18, 7 to 17. They've come every single year. Then they were counselors for multiple years. But, yeah, at the same time, that's kind of changed because in the last few years, our wait list has just exploded. And like you said, it was 400 this current year. And the website crashed. Actually, for the last two years, our website has crashed our registration. Whoa. Um, so a lot of people I know have said, um, I used to try to send my kid to camp, but I stopped because everybody knows you can't get into that camp anyway. Yeah, we went so through that. We think our numbers could be higher. It's just that a lot of people have given up. And it sucks because, yeah, like you said, there are people who've grown up going to camp, and then, you know, they can be 16 and they won't get in. 
And, you know, we used to try to give priority, but even if your brother is a counselor, we can't do anything because our spots are so limited. And the camp is only for, what, eight days, ten days? It's for five days. Five days. Five days. Oh. It usually starts on Tuesday, ends on Sunday. Is it all year round, or how is the camp? Summer camp. Yeah, summer, summer camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's a summer camp. Right now, it's, yeah, it's one week in the summer. Our goal is to go to five or six weeks, um, you know, and you know, have 1,200 or so kids. Mm-hmm. So the, was it the logistics that prevented you all to have more than one camp every summer? Because we could not get in at all for many years. Yeah, the, so there was a short period where we had two camps, but the main reason is um, we were using other people's campsites. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah, that's that, it. That's Which is why this time. is I'll important. I'll tell you three reasons why it's a challenge is because, yeah, one, um, school is starting in mid-August. So most of these camps run their own camp, and they try to run it as long as they can because they're mm-hmm. having huge demand. Yeah, so they yeah. basically cut it off like a week or two before school. Mm-hmm. We're trying to squeeze in in that little point where the staff take a break. We try to get that in. But a lot of these camps now are running throughout the year now, so they, you know, you're having trouble finding that spot. Yeah, I've very limited. I've actually been to the campsite uh, last a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. and we did a story on that too in Indo American News. But the um, the campsite is is very large. It's uh, some what is it? Thirty acres, something like that. Thirty acres is what they said. Yeah, and and yeah. and it has already some facilities. It used to be some sort of ranch operation, which they're converting to this campsite. So the right. the plans are very ambitious. They they're very nicely done, and I think it'd be a great addition as an institution goes in the greater use in the greater. It Eastern certainly area. will be. Yeah, and it, you don't necessarily have to limit it to camp activities. If you want to have a huge picnic for, like, you know, Indians love picnics, so 200 people. Yeah, the this picnic. is not just for us. It's for the entire Texas community, you know. So, you know, others should come out. They should host their own events. They should mm-hmm. host family gatherings. Is picnics. it ready for wedding it's events? There's, I'm sure there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of weddings that happen. Well, you can have yeah, an outdoor I mean, it'd be wedding. a different yeah. type of wedding, I'm sure, but yeah. <laughs> you know, b- by the time this is done, I'm sure some enterprising Indian person is going to open up a, a restaurant, dhaba, and grocery store <laughs> in the same And the a chai, chai <laughs> snack store too. Chai will be necessary. Right. Yeah. And the, then the the the, ca- the cowboys from the area are going to want to go there. This is why we need. <laughs> this is why we need the high speed train from Houston to Columbus. There you go. <laughs> well, that's the plan. That's phase four is high speed trains. Yeah, uh, you got it. You got it. Hopefully we hit phase one this coming summer, and then we can have our own facility. We can run our own camps, and then. Well, you, we'll you want to do this for tw- for twenty twenty four, and by the way, um, if you want to, I I really recommend that you do some donations if you can, because this is a great uh, addition. I, uh, it's called uh, the website is texashinducampsite.org, dot org, and they're looking for more donors to meet their goals. So if anyone wanting to do it, be sure to do that. Texashinducampsite.org. dot org. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, we are very close to our goal. We've raised $5.2 million. We just need 5.6 so um, is our total. So we're, we're very close to our goal. We just need everyone to kind of help us make that last push. And I, I just want to mention one thing. I was really impressed, and I keep, I'm, I'm wondering when I'm gonna, we're going to get him on the radio, Mr. Subhash Gupta and Saroj Gupta. Oh, they, yeah. the, they donated $1.7 million dollars right. to, for yeah. the event. Wow for the Texas uh, Hindu uh, campsite. campsite org. 
uh, Subhashi, uh, our interview rates are much lower if you could <laughs> like to come <laughs> to be on the radio. <laughs> That's a good pitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can I ask you yeah. one question, Bharat? Uh, the, yeah. the, the gentleman who did the stand-up comedy, did I yeah, hear Raji that right? Raji. After the show, he donated $25,000? Um, I would need to confirm on that. I did not hear that, so I'm not okay, sure. Okay, maybe I mis the, mis um... misunderstood that, but it was, the whole gathering was just fantastic. Uh, the, the food was good, the the way it was all set up was good, and we all got to learn a lot about uh, the reason why the campsite is and how it's going to be run. It's just been a great, great event. Great. No, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed, and um, I think you said your kids are probably, uh, one of y'all's kids was past college, but, you know, we're definitely always looking for counselors, um, so definitely not too late for them to get involved. Even as a counselor, um, you keep learning. Um, you know, we had over 100 counselors apply to Camp 60, got in, um, but even as a counselor, it's an incredible learning process because that's where you kind of are taught to learn out on your own and then teach people, the younger generation, yeah. what yeah, you learn. That's learned. a good so, idea. Um, definitely encourage um, them to come as campers, otherwise come as counselors. Um, uh, yeah. an age where we're not... Bert, uh, Bert I'm going to have to no cut longer. you off at this point. We're going to go to a commercial break, but thank you so much. We look forward to uh, more good things from you guys. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bharat. Bye-bye. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 8.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Relationships, you know, they are like food. Unka bhi khayal na rakha jaye, to wo bhi kabhi kadwe, to kabhi khatte ho jate hain. Lekin, agar zara si mithas dal di jaye, to dur huye log bhi nazdik aa jate hain. To fir aap kisi ke ghar khali haath kyu jate hain? Ab se mat karna ye mistake. Do not forget to take cookies or cakes. Hot breads, the baked with love cookies and cakes. 5700 Hillcroft, 713-785-1212. If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio. In the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today. News at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM. Every Saturday, 3 to 6. PM with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Welcome back, listeners. Um, our next guest is Karthik Sura, and I'm pleased to welcome him. Karthik was born in America's Georgia to ethnically Telugu Indian immigrants who emigrated from Chennai and Bengaluru, and he grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. He attended public magnet schools and graduated as valedictorian from Parkview High School in 2007. He grew up speaking Telugu and also has an intermediate proficiency in Urdu and Hindi. 
Karthik then attended Rice University in Houston, graduating cum laude, earning a triple major in political science, history, and Asian studies with a minor in global health technologies. He met his wife, Shivani Chatterjee, a fluent Bengali speaker whose family ho hails from Calcutta, Kolkata, if, if that's the proper pronunciation. Well, Sanchali would hear, yeah. <laughs> Kolkata. Well, at the Yale School of Management in 2017. They were married in 2020. Shivani works for Technovation, a nonprofit focused on increasing girls' participation in STEM, programming, and AI. Karthik co founded the educational nonprofit One Jump, and now called Momentum Education, and the Texas chapter of Desi Blue Texas a grassroots group focused on mobilizing South Asian Texas voters. He announced his candidacy for Texas Senate District 15. Welcome, Karthik. Thanks so much for having me, G. Yes, yes and, certainly. And, and, you know, the, Karthik is, he said he's from, uh, his parents are originally from Chennai and Bengaluru, but I was shocked when I talked to him just yesterday. He he carried on a, a fairly good conversation in Hindi, and I thought, whoa, where did he learn this? Better than you, me, you for know, sure. <laughs> you know what it is, uh, Jawahar? South Indians learn Hindi, uh, and the North Indians then don't learn anything. <laughs> well, well said, Pramod. Thank you. Pramod, Thank you. I do agree with you a lot. Pramod, you, you, are, got, you are three against one, Jawahar. Pramod, <laughs> as the only North Indian in this studio, I you know, are... I am banning you from the studio. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, uh, what's that uh, genetic test? I'm uh, actually 60% North Indian and 40% South Indian. Well, now, but there you, you know go. what, Pramod? You do behave more like a South Indian. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you full no, credit. No, no, no. I'm his wife, and I'll tell you he behaves more like American. You know, I'm, I'm American. in there one, uh, one minute, and I'm already causing a communal civil war. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so we are creating opportunity for you, Karthik. As a, yes. as a legislator, you're going to be seeing a lot more of this and become the mediator. <laughs> to get consensus, <laughs> right? To get things passed. Well, it's Karthik, one thing I'm really uh, pleased that you took the challenge and started to run for this uh, position. Uh, how many other candidates are running? So right uh, now it's complicated because uh, one of the candidates is involved with the Houston mayoral race. Um, that aside, I would be the first Indian American ever in the Texas state legislature, as well correct. as the first Asian American and South Asian in the Texas state Senate. And I think we were talking about the languages earlier. Like, I grew up uh, understanding Telugu. Um, I, with my Bengali wife, I can understand a fair amount of uh, Bangla now. Uh, taught, uh, like, can read and write in uh, Hindi and Urdu. And wow. I just want to stand up for every single one of uh, the, all the disparate South Asian um, languages, uh, be it from Afghanistan, you know, Gujarat, Kerala, everywhere. I'm just excited to to rep every single person because we have the best food, the best <laughs> movies and everything in South Asia. Right. So, but now, uh, are you saying that if uh, John Whitmire loses the mayoral race in Houston, he can still run for his office again next year? Yeah, so right now I'm running as the first, uh, I guess, so I think there's certain people that have been in office for over 50 years Mm -hmm. And I'm running right now to be the first minority to ever represent this district in over seven in over uh, 50 years. Mm -hmm. It's a 73 percent majority minority district. Um, I taught in HISD, so I have lots of experience uh, with 
student populations there. And I think right now we've been uh, endorsed by a number of different organizations, Run for Something, as well as Lone Star Left. And our goal is we're not taking any corporate PAC money, and we're trying to stand up for every single person from Acres Homes to Atascacita because people deserve a leadership who's willing to fight for them. Right. So, um, so right now we haven't really gotten that. So, so le to let people know what this Texas Senate District number 15 is, it comes all the way from 59, somewhere around Sugarland, around that area, goes on the west side of town, it, like a horseshoe, goes all the way around almost like the Highway 6 area and, and beyond to north, to the woodlands, then goes on to Atascacita, goes down somewhere uh, on the other side, on the east so side. Is it all outside of Beltway 8 as a horseshoe? or uh, is that? So it's a, it's a very strangely packed district. And it's not so strange uh, knowing that the Republicans, they, they gerrymandered everything <laughs> and redistricted uh, everything. It's very much a gerrymandered district, and I think um, that aside, I'm willing to fight for everybody because I think they deserve representation. Um, it's very much a uh, Democratic district, um, but it starts in Westview, Bel Air, right outside Rice University, Meyerland, Montrose, the Heights, Acres Homes, goes up to Humble, uh, and then it loops around to Pleasantville and uh, like parts of the Tascacita. And, you know, I think they put all these boundaries, but we exist, all of us, beyond them. So if you live in Sugarland and you know folks and you're interested in getting involved in our campaign or you live in slightly on the borders of this district, we welcome any and all volunteers who are interested in a vision of a Texas that's better than the leadership that's there. Yeah. Um, and so, that also wants to end the corruption that's clearly endemic to those. So, Karthik, uh, two days ago, one of uh, I live in Maryland. I'm, this is Sridhar. I live in Maryland, close to Bel Air, and uh, one of the Bel Air resident neighbors who met me said, I see this board with an Indian name, sound South Indian, Karthik Sura. Do you know anything about it? Because he knows that I come to the radio show and we, uh, we talk about these things. Kismet. Uh, I'm sorry? I said, Kismet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, let me ask you this. If somebody were to ask me, who is Karthik Sura? What is he running for? Why should I vote for him? What would be your answer? Yeah, I would say that I'm an award-winning teacher, a renewable energy developer, who's running to be the first Asian-American and the first minority to ever represent this district. I'm not taking any corporate PAC money. Right now, I had, to go, I had to huddle on the floor with my students because of a potential mass shooter. Gun violence has gotten even worse in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my sister is an OBGYN and attacks on reproductive freedom. So I think these are all big concerns. And what is your what is your what yeah. is your position on climate change? Yeah, in terms of climate change, I'm a renewable energy developer. I think that climate change is a real threat, but I also think that I want to keep Houston and Greater Houston as the energy capital of the world. We need to be investing in wind energy, solar energy, set a goal of net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And there's like billions and billions and billions of dollars coming from the inflation reduction. So, we should invest that in mm -hmm. rural Texas in urban Texas to create jobs. I think right now... Create jobs and not build, yeah. not build walls. Yeah. You know, no, well, Biden yeah, now has come out saying he wants to continue building the wall. That's a controversial subject. But, Karthik, two things. It looks like you're taking on some serious uphill battles. One, oil companies are pretty strong in, in Texas, and then gun control. So it, it's quite an uphill challenge, as you would agree. Now... As if you're elected, what would be your most important priorities that you would be going after that you see needs to be addressed in Texas? 
Yeah, so I think that there's something called the Houston, uh, the Greater Houston Partnership, and it has something called the Houston Energy Transition Initiative. And the whole idea is to start investing in things like green hydrogen, blue hydrogen, because I think a lot of these oil companies are also looking at geothermal power. Um, how can they use uh, or like carbon capture? I think we need to change the, the like we can't turn into Detroit, right? We need to have uh, the industry begin pivoting, and that's something that I think everybody agrees with in all of Greater Houston. And so I think one of the ideas that I'm really passionate about, since you mentioned gun violence, is in other states when, for example, reproductive rights are at, uh, are at issue or mm -hmm. minimum wages, you can take signatures and send them to the legislature and say, we want to put this the ballot. Right now, we don't have that in Texas. In 1914, we, it, passed only, it failed only by three votes, but we should be able to take um, ballot initiatives and put them as referendums so anybody, we can put Roe on the ballot, we can put universal gun background checks on the ballot, we can put Medicaid expansion on the ballot, we can get put getting rid of corporate PAC money or gerrymandering on the ballot. Texans deserve to have choice and voice, and right now they don't in our legislature. Well, that's true, that's true. By the way, I have an idea for energy uh, sustainability and reduction. You know, we come from, we, we, first generers, we come from a, a country where we had to make do with what little we had whether it was catching water in the rain barrel or, or, or whatever. But el one of the biggest problems was electricity because it would routinely go out. Blackouts and brownouts. Bra right. Yeah. So, so what I'm borrowing from the third world would be to take uh, to give, and to give uh, uh, the car companies a boost also. Use car batteries mm -hmm. as your backup batteries at the house. And then uh, connect them when they're fully charged during the daytime, when they're not being used otherwise. Sell them back, the power back to the utility company and make some money off of that. And, and then on top of that, if you added uh, a fuel cell to the back of the, the batteries, mm -hmm. as they do in Japan, yep. you would have a very self-sustaining so house. You just got me going, Jawahar, on this subject. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, last year I tried to get solar panels put on my house. Mm -hmm. It ended up being costing like $38,000 for a 2,300-square-foot home. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Karthik, what's your opinion? Is, is it really that expensive, or is this just legislative hurdles that gets the cost of solar panels so high in Texas? So these are all great questions. Um, so I would say in terms of ERCOT, like I'm sure that everybody remembers the summer, right? When yep. we uh -huh. it again and again and again, ERCOT notice, ERCOT notice, ERCOT notice. Mm -hmm. Right. Fix the grid. I mean, we were getting more notices than like, uh, I don't know, like uh, like advertising for Rocky or Raniki or Kahani. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of notices. And uh, I think that ERCOT has failed. We need to try and tr connect the Texas grid to other connections, right? We should get power from Louisiana or New Mexico, other areas. Or we should stop selling power to Bitcoin ma uh, miners. Miner. <laughs> Bitcoin I, miners I were actually made $39 million because they were told to cut off their the system, and they, they got that kind of money from the taxpayer. And, and you know the funny part is, not funny part, uh, Texas expansion in manufacturing, Samsung is building a huge chip plant outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. You're going to attract more manufacturers that will be power intensive. Mm -hmm. And while in the meantime, we've been giving Bitcoin miners that privileged oh, status God. for power. So it's going to be a balancing act, isn't it? Uh, certainly. The Bitcoin miners yeah, make nothing. They, all they make is money for themselves, yep. right? So why should we be subsidizing them? That makes so sense. I think right now, um, the people in charge of the legislature 
forgive me, are just bought out by companies, and they also have no idea of what, like... It's a well-known fact that that's true. Yeah, I I would be one of the first ever with, like, clean energy and just energy experience at this level. And so I think that what you're talking about in terms of rooftop solar, the legislature hasn't been leading on that. One of the problems has been that, like, um, in terms of... Basically, like if you go to if you live in Austin, Austin Energy will give you a certain amount of money for X amount of time and, and pay uh, pay to take your rooftop solar. Mm-hmm. But in Greater Houston and Dallas, we don't necessarily have that. That's right. So I want to make it so we we have what almost 300 days of solar a year, and we're going to keep getting more and more crazy events. We need to make it profitable for every single community center to have backup generation uh, if flooding is bad. So we can have like solar and storage available and also houses. I'm a big F-150 Lightning fan. Unfortunately, my wife uh, vetoed the purchase this year. (laughs) (laughs) But I really want to to make sure that we can um, have things like you're saying in terms of electric vehicles, allowing us to really be an independent, free uh, household where you can just have the power and be there for your neighbor too and just use your truck to power your house. What, what about people who might think that you're a little too inex- inexperienced to be in politics here because you certainly, you, you know, taking on some very entrenched P- Republicans and, and, and they're, they're waging a war over there in Austin. Yeah, so I would say that, um, A, that Texas is one of the youngest states in the entire union and that... We, it's been 50 years of the same leadership, and where hasn't it gotten us, right? Mm-hmm. We have a legis- like a, we saw what happened with Paxton, right? It's clearly corrupt. We have legislators that are just caring about their own dime rather than working Texans. We have flooding that's out of control, out of control gun violence, reproductive freedom that's on the, uh, on, on the attack. And I would also say my uh, predecessor came to office at the age of oh, 20, 23 to the legislature. 22. So, 20. Or 22, my bad. And so, like, I am <laughs> would be starting with 12 more years of experience as an award-winning teacher, a renewable energy developer, a nonprofit leader. And I, I think that these are qualifications of just normal, everyday working Texans. Um, and it shouldn't be the case that only the rich and the powerful and, and old should be able to be in office. Right. All right. right. So, yes. I, I love listening to all your agenda. It, it's really fascinating. Uh, Karthik, what kind of uh, social media blitzes are you doing right now, especially to get uh, support from the second gen? Uh, in, uh, South Asian population is pretty big in Houston. Uh, how are you spreading the word? Yeah, no, so we, uh, we launched our video. We got endorsed by, like, Run for Something, um, a number of different, like, powerful bases that have run for office in the past, Zivoraj Sohotra, um, and so, like, uh, we, if you were interested in learning more about our campaign, you can go to Godthick for Texas, K-A-R-T-H-I-K, for Texas.com, and we'd love for you to get involved. We also made a shirt that has every single Desi language, mm. from to Tamil, to Telugu, to Gujarati, and it, each one of them spells out Blue Texas, and it's like a unique design, so they, they cool you, merchandise. Is it Blue Texas and, or uh, they see Blue Texas? They see Blue <laughs> Yeah, so um, if you go to GodSickForTexas.com... I want one of those shirts. Yeah. Yeah, please, please buy. <laughs> <laughs> it only cost oh. me... Oh, yeah. I, I can order it online, I guess, right? Touche, Karthik. He, he went to Yale School of Management. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. 
I'm a I'm a poor Indian man. I cannot afford it. <laughs> but remember Punjabi, bhai. <laughs> yeah. So, but Karthik, one of the things is that uh, oh, this the the um, all all these things are, are are good. But do you think that the uh, you're getting enough name recognition from our community, or I mean, uh, of of course you you're going after the other communities. This came from block walking. But do you have enough name recognition within ours? Yeah, no, so I would, I, I think that the community has been overwhelming in terms of its generosity. That aside, would love uh, the community support. Every single community from Gujarati, Malayalam, Pashtun speakers, everybody, we're, that's what we're standing for in Texas. We're uh, having, starting to do block walks, phone banks. Um, if you have, are interested in involved in social media, interested in doing a house party, uh, we can't win this without your support. And that aside, this district is super-duper diverse, the 73% majority minority, and we are reaching out to Latino groups, African-Americans. I'm speaking at an, a, a black LGBTQ church tomorrow. We're trying to build a coalition. And it's exactly it's, like Houston and Sugar Land. It's 7.8% uh, Asian, your district. Yeah. So, and so uh, there's over 4,000 to 5,000 South Asians. Um, we've been starting to do outreach to all of them. Um, going to be visiting temples, churches, mosques. We've also raised more money than any challenger in the history of this district, and wow. we're really, really excited to just keep on going. Well, not we, too many people wanted to challenge John Widmeyer, you know, yeah. once he was there. Legendary. So, uh, Karthik, what is the demographic uh, uh, statistics on the blue versus red in your district? Yeah, so this is a district that uh, President Biden won, six, I think, roughly 65% to mm-hmm. 35% to Donald Trump. Okay. So it's the fifth most Democratic district of the 31 Texas State Senate districts. Wow. So this is a, a race that will probably be won in the Democratic primary in March, and we can only win this with the support of – we're trying to win the support of every single community, but we definitely want to win the support of the Desi's communities. Um, and, like, that's why we designed the strip that way, because we're for every single person, regardless of religion, nationality. Uh, uh, Karthik, Karthik, hold yeah. on. I'm sorry I have to interrupt. We've got to go to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Yeah, no worries. Five, six, seven, three. It's Maharaja. Smart loot. Diamonds to life. You're tuned in to Houston's hot, 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 hottest Bollywood radio station. With Sunil T and the crazy Masala crew. <laughs> Crime, politics, finances, climate change. Ah, sometimes it gets to be a bit too much. At Indo-American News Unplugged, we bring voice to your feelings. Call in to talk, share, or disagree with Sanchali and Jawahar. And listen to Jyoti playing songs based on Indian classical music with Pramod and Sudhir. So call Indo-American News Unplugged. Kick back and listen up, folks. It'll make you feel better. Every Saturday, listen to Masala Radio, 3 to 6 p.m. Indo-American News. Folks, we're talking to Karthik Sura, and he is running for this Texas State uh, Senate District 15 position that John Whitmire currently holds, and of course John is running for Mayor of Houston. Uh, Karthik has been uh, talking to us about uh, his platform as well as uh, we've been talking in general about the kind of things that would appeal to people. Uh, we've been barraging with a bunch of questions. The uh, question that you raised was about the red versus blue demographic yeah. in the state, and it's basically very, very blue. 
So, um, yeah, but, before we get into politics, the Astros are leading. Five, I was just going to ask you. Five zero in Yay. the top of the seventh inning. Well, okay, we got some hope. And that's not a red versus blue type thing. <laughs> so, uh, but but I didn't want people, if you're tuning in to listening to our program today, and especially listening to Karthik, I want you to realize that these things are very very important. This young man is taking his time away from his life in order to run for this position. Mm -hmm. That's true. Because he he thinks that there's some difference he could make. But we owe it to him and to the rest of us to educate ourselves on the issues that we want people to be worried about. Representing us, right. So, uh, Karthik, uh, your last name is Sura, and I'm, I'm South Indian. So, I can say Sura means is a fighter, right, in Telugu. So, I... I actually don't know the origins of my last name, but what I do know is that my name Kartik is from like Murugan, and I'm yeah, I'm that I know exactly. from uh, Tamil yeah. background. But anyway, yeah, so uh, named, yeah, I'm named after the Hindu god of war, and that doesn't mean that I uh, <laughs> want to fight everybody, but it does mean I think it's worth fighting for what's right and fighting for ordinary Texans. And uh, I can only I can only win this with all of y'all support. Well, you know, one thing I just struck me that you're the second young man that we're talking to today with something unique to, to offer. We talked to Bharat, Bharat Palod. Palod about yeah. the Texas Hindu campsite, which is supposed to be there for future generations of Indians and Hindus and, and, and the like. And you are out there, like I said earlier, you're giving away part of your life in order to run for this. And uh, we uh, we certainly appreciate that. So any support that you can get, we uh, we'd like to make sure that people donate in the right location. What's the donation website? Yeah. So if you go to www.kartikkartikfortexas.com, you can watch our video. You can sign up to come to one of our events. We're doing like uh, walk parties. And then if you're also down to donate, that would mean a lot. We're trying to raise over $80,000 by uh, December 10th, and we can only do that with the community support. Uh, so far, we've raised more money than any challenger in the history of this district, over $180,000. Um, and so we're just getting started. And uh, just uh, really want to fight for a, te a Texas that's free from corruption, where we have great public schools, where we can tackle climate change, we can tackle flooding, we can have... Uh, autonomy over people's bodies and where we don't have to just worry every single time you send your child to school is this the last day that they're going to be coming back well so, Kar uh, Karthik why is the $80,000 an important number and essentially does that does the Democratic Party then match whatever you make no so every month we're, we're uh, paying for organizers who are like knocking the knocking on people's doors making calls and I know everybody loves all those text messages that they get. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. Yeah, so just wanting to be able to hit uh, December with enough cash on hand to win the primary in March. and only do that with all of y'all's support. And um, I think that also I think people should be paying attention to the Texas State Senate, uh, sorry, the Texas State Legislative Special Session that's coming up. Oh, about st starting, starting this week. So, yeah. Karthik, I have a controversial question to ask you. Yeah, please uh, shoot. Uh, 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 the, the very, very bright red governor of Texas made it so pro-life that there is a lot of corporate opposition was there for it, and they were uh, helping employees to, if they needed to have an abortion, to go out of state and get things done. What, are, are you, uh, if elected, are you going to be fighting that cause, trying to make a yeah, change? He said that, yes. No, but I want to know what... Oh. 
Yeah, so I am 100% in favor of reproductive freedom. I want to have a kid in the next year. It's scary to think about <laughs> me and my wife, like if something happens to her, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just knowing that like she has limited health op- like care options because of what this governor has done. I'm the brother of an OBGYN. And so, like, this is something that's very, very personal to me. And I'm going to not stop fighting until we have reproductive freedom for folks. And one of the reasons I'm in favor of citizen-led ballot initiatives is you saw in very much redder states than Texas, in Kentucky, in Kansas, in, um, in other states, we were able to put that on the ballot and win. And I think that Texans deserve the same rights and freedoms uh, to put legislation and send it to the people. But these are all very laudable and evident kind of goals to go to. But what happens when you're fighting against a thick-headed Republican <laughs> opponent <laughs> who doesn't want to budge? Like, for example, yeah. Senator Paul Bettencourt. You know, I mean, he's, <laughs> he, uh, he's one of the people in my radar these days. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And so um, I think definitely I've spent a lot of time working on a number of different congressional campaigns, right? I worked on... Um, like to trying to help Beto win. I, I've been an organizer actually since 2008 for then-Senator Barack Obama. So mm-hmm. I've seen Texas get closer and closer and closer for Democrats to win. And so one of the things that I want to make sure happens is that we really fight for a legislature that can fight for all these priorities that I care about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, like in terms of reproductive freedom, uh, universal gun background checks, stopping people who have um, been victims of domestic violence, from like having to fear like uh, gun violence, all of these different priorities, um, and I'm going to be fighting to to help flip the Texas State Senate and flip it blue. This aside, like I'm also a person like you said who grew up in Arkansas. I've always been the only person who looked like me in a lot of different rooms, <laughs> willing to sit down and compromise with people about things. Um, I think, like, uh, in terms of the opioid epidemic, that's a common initiative we can focus on. In terms of flooding, I think that's something we can focus on. In terms of social media, like, as a former teacher, I've seen how it's affected everyone's mental health, especially with the pandemic, and especially young children. I think that's something we can all discuss and figure out. So I'm happy to sit down and talk with Betancourt on these issues. And that aside, I don't think you can compromise away people's civil rights um, I think with like things like SB 147, they tried to take away Chinese nationals' rights to buy property. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad there. that didn't go. Uh, that didn't they, go through. They're trying to do it again potentially, which you see with Colony Ridge, where they're trying to take away Latinos' rights to buy property. That could have happened to all of our families. My dad, right? My mom. Right, so, uh, um, Kar- Karthik. We're almost out of time. We got promoted. Did you have something? No. Okay. okay. He didn't have the up. Well, uh, I do have something. If you want to volunteer, or what? Uh, We've got for Karthik forty seconds. Yep. Right. Karthik, where do they go? To volunteer for Karthik. Yeah, if you're interested in volunteering for us, you can go to www.karthikfortexas.com or follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook. Right. Love to, to get involved and earn as much support from every community, and especially the Desi community. And if you know about any events that we should be at and our campaign should be at, it would be at the Durgabari the, um, right. You know, no, we will the, certainly the keep you informed. And and please, you also go to our website where we have a lot of stuff. And in fact, we're going to have an article on you next week. Correct. Yeah. Karthik, so, thank you so much. All the best. Good luck. Hopefully, we'll have you back on the show one more time. Yeah. Good thank luck, you so Karthik. Much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. All the best. Best wishes for you. Thank you, sir. We'll be back, folks. This is Indo American News Radio, and we are into commercial break.
Actually, that's my bad. Promote this. <laughs> We're not into commercial break. We're almost at the end of the show. Yeah. This is the time for sports. Uh, movies. M- movies and music. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sridhar, our guest host, he just saw uh, the movie that has been popular oh lately. Oh, my God. Uh, Sanchali asked me to look, uh, uh, go see the movie Rocky or Rani Ki Prem Kahani. Correct. I, do, I don't understand Hindi as much. I've been public about it, right? Right. But that movie was... I've seen it three times in the last Oh, week. my God. It, it, yeah, it reminded me of Pink Panther series, the original Peter Sellers movie. Uh-huh. You miss a frame, you miss a little bit of comedy in it. So uh-huh. we had to review it, watch it. They have done such a great job. Well, I'm glad has, you did Oh, yeah. It. So I, and there's one more I like, uh, promote. thanks for asking. Satya Prem Ki Katha. Oh, okay. That was a pretty good movie on Netflix as well. What it is touching is some social topics yeah. that people don't want to talk about. And I don't want to spoil the storyline for people who are listening. Yeah. These are topics that we don't talk about. Sure. And it was really nicely done. The other one was Mrs. Shetty, and uh, that one is another good social yeah, topic. Yeah, uh, the full name is uh, Mr. Shetty and Mrs. Polly Shetty. Polly Shetty, correct. Okay, and then it stars uh, this Anush- Anushka. Uh, Anushka Shetty and yeah. uh, that new guy. His, his name is actually Polly Shetty. Oh, okay. He's become a superstar in Andhra now. Yes. And uh, with captions, you can, it's a very good storyline. And it's on Netflix, right? It's on, I think, yes. I think it just started on Netflix. Oh, okay. So, so tell us about movies, it. Oh, that is the... Shall I give the storyline about yeah, it? Yeah, Ramkam. The the storyline is about a second gen uh, uh, person, a lady in UK. Okay. Who does not want to marry? She's very career focused, but wants to have a baby. Ah. Right. And so she comes to India once her mother passes away, and she goes looking for the right person to donate the sperms. Yeah. And so right there, the whole confusion starts. What do I look for? Why should she is trying to design the baby? that she wants and so the story goes into it it's a very nicely done comedy and some dialogues that make you think about what is life and how you want to have a family sure. and all three movies have a good powerful message for women which is what i like oh okay i think we we need more of such movies to bring things up for the society to understand sure what and, did you have promoted? And Jawar, you saw a movie called Afwa, right? Afwa, yeah. I was really impressed by it. It was it's a 2023 in Hindi movie. Mm-hmm. It's written and directed by Sudhir Mishra, and it stars T.J. Bhano as, and Bhumi Pernekar, Nawazuddin Shadiki. Mm-hmm. And, and so I have someone in the background correcting my. my <laughs> we, I just turned the mic off. <laughs> But but it's it's a great movie. I loved it because it actually talked about how you can easily rile up people in India and in India especially because we have mob violence that takes mm. over. Mob violence cannot be controlled. So it is it's a story about how uh, Hindu Muslim mob violence uh, overtakes the lives of two innocent people who are not in any way connected, but this happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's so relevant yeah. to today, what's and it, going on. And it uses fake news, social media, social media. There to, you go. To, to burn all these bridges. So I thought it was a really nice, nicely done. You don't movie. need politician to spread rumors. Now fake media is there no, to spread and right, cause right. confusion exactly. amongst people. means rumors. And yeah. rumors are a lot of times baseless and people don't have the... Like, you, you should fact check, right? It doesn't happen. 
Right. And it gets very emotional. It, it was very nicely done. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, the box office on this thing is very low. It's only about 30, 40 lakh uh, rupees. But uh, the the movie, I just saw it on uh, Sony, actually. Hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, Sony uh, Entertainment right, Channel. Right, it's a Reliance movie distributed by Reliance. Oh, okay. Because we had not heard about it, but uh, Bhumi Pednekar is known for her, uh, uh, you know, she picks very good movies. and She's very, she's character. really good in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So have you all seen one sports item that was all over the uh, uh, social media? What's that? The 5,000 meter women's race. Mm -hmm. Indian uh, lady Praful Chowdhury. So in Asia? In Asian Games. The way she ran the last 150 meters to beat the Japanese leader oh. in the race. And she, it was amazing to watch how she was, it's a 5,000 meter uh, race, right? That's right? A, yeah, long it's a long one. Long one, and then the outburst of energy. energy and power in the last 150 meters, she just goes by the leader and she leads by 10, 15 yards and goes to the winning the gold medal. Oh, okay. oh no, that's I great. I see that. Well, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's, these are the kind of great stories that we need to project. I, in I, Asian I, Games, uh, Jawar, one In more Asian thing. Games. Uh, mm -hmm. One more thing mm -hmm. is India has won more than 100 medals. The highest and, uh, ever. Uh, yeah. Wow, nice. 107 yes. or something. Yeah, highest something ever like medals yeah. in Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to mention, we had a guest on our show about uh, in May or June, Richard Cantu. He's running for at-large position number three. The Chronicle just gave him a big endorsement. Oh, okay. And he's a, he's a friend of mine. I'd like for everyone to, who's listening in to vote for Richard Cantu. It's a City of Houston at large position number three. He's a great guy. And um, if you give him my name, he might turn the other way and walk away. <laughs> but you know. but uh, Richard Cantu, C-A-N-T-U. Okay. And, and one more thing. This is an article that just b it burnt me up. It's about a, a, a woman in Kingwood. Her name is Sitar Khan. She was arrested and charged on suspicion of injury to a, chi a child. She actually took her daughter uh, to task for not wearing a, a hijab, put her daughter's arm into a hot oven rack, causing oh. it to suffer three burns that left marks. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And then she beat and choked her daughter, causing her to lose consciousness. Oh, my God. The, they discovered her, her daughter's she, This was after she, fought, she found her daughter's hijab hidden away behind an outlet somewhere because the daughter was trying to fit in with the rest of the society. How can people do that to their kids? So the uh, the, ch the child protection services, have, of course, have been called in, and so this is uh, this is her uh, her uh, this woman's daughter. This the bail was set for seventy five thousand. She was able to be released on twenty five thousand. Oh, okay. That is a sad story. That's sad. Yeah, Jawar, do you have a Ali Seti song? No, I don't actually. But once again, if we want to talk about Ali Seti, I mean, I I I. I didn't really think about this, but I mean, I, we well, have... Well, let me mention, uh, there's a movie called Mission Rani Guns, and it's a, a true-to-life story. And in, this was about, in 1989, more than 200 miners were deep in the Rani Guns colliery, established during the British rule. And it was a late-night shift when disaster struck, flooding part of the mine, and around 70 workers were trapped and the rest of the uh, were extricated, but 70 people were trapped. And then CO2 was forming rapidly and it was a question of whether they would be 
rescued in time wow so this movie has been uh, um, starring uh, akshay kumar so it might be worth um, um, looking into what's the movie name again mission rani ganj mission rani ganj thank you right well uh, and just just something else for the people who are in the market for a car Mm-hmm. If you've not figured it out yet, the, you can now buy an electric car and get an instant $7500 credit the moment you sign up for the car. It you, used any to be any car? Any any electric, any electric car. Vehicle. Yeah. Electric okay. or hybrid car. Uh, I I th- I think it's uh, it's electric mostly. But they're instant credits. So it used to be you you'd have to file it away yeah, with right, your taxes. Right, right. Tax return. But that's seventy five hundred dollars for a new car, or four thousand for a used electric car. Oh, really? Wow. That that's a that's good, a good, good incentive. incentive. Good incentive. Yeah. But now this the a used car, electric car is somewhere around twenty five thousand uh, dollars. A new one is uh, about fifty five thousand. In the forties, yeah. You know, Hertz car rentals they do uh, rent Teslas now. Oh, really? Yeah, we were in Nashville a few weeks ago, and Hertz had like. at least 15 different uh, teslas there for rentals okay and within a year i think those cars are available for sale oh is it yeah, yeah. so we can use that 4000 rebate yeah. a lot get of rentals from, yeah. uh, do that they run the cars for a year and mm-hmm. then after a year they can be bought as used cars wow. guys we're almost out of time we've got 30 seconds to go so well uh, let's uh, get people to enjoy this wonderful weather weather really yeah, yeah. <laughs> go out and have fun this is jawar arios from me And yes goodbye pramod and this is sridhar sridhar thank you both of you thank you for being our guest host <laughs> absolutely today absolutely our jo- joy sideline thank uh-huh. you thank you see you guys <laughs>